Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. for breaking news. U.S. news, world news, everything. And where news breaks. we got breaking news happening this morning. You don't want to turn away from us at all. This is the 550 KTSA Morning News with Trey Ware. Now on FM 1071. And happy Thursday to you. It is the 2nd of November. It is 506. Trey Ware, KTSA. And Jimmy, I guess you bet on the D-backs because you're here today. Jimmy's at work today, which means he didn't bet on the Rangers. And the Rangers won. They're the world champs for the first time ever. They beat the D-backs 5-0 last night if you're just now waking up. I'm sorry. No, I told Sean I would bet on Arizona so that the Rangers would win. (laughs) Would you please go wash your car? (laughs) That's what we need. We need some more rain. Go wash your car. Is that how it works? Whatever you do, the opposite is what happens. On certain bets. I won a lot of money yesterday in soccer, but I knew if I bet on the Diamondbacks, the Rangers would win. So I did a solid for all of my Ranger fans, (laughs) and I lost $5 so you could be happy. I think somebody owes me a breakfast taco. That's exactly right. Or a couple of breakfast tacos at 5 bucks. With this inflation, I think you get one (laughs) for 5 bucks. How about Biden inflation? All right. Well, it's good to see you anyway. I I figured I might not see you today had had the Rangers won and you made all that money. Okay, so, and I love this Sheila Jackson Lee story. It just gets better and better. I think I was the first one in Texas, maybe even in the country, to play that audio on the air. And it's just gotten better and better as time's gone on. And now Don and his newscast, Sheila Jackson Lee, and pretty much this. She's not denying that she bullies her staffers. We've, we've all known it for a long time and, and talked about it here on my show many, many times, how she is a bully. And if you did that to your employees or to the people you work with, if you did that, you would be out on your butt. You'd be out looking for a gig somewhere. She's just mad that it was leaked and blaming everybody in Houston. That, oh, I can't believe this was leaked. I can't believe this was leaked. But she's not denying it because it's clearly her, and she clearly has a reputation of being a bully and a foul mouth bully at that, which is highly illegal. 
and she gets away with it because she is who she is. She is a far-left Democrat of a minority group, and that ain't nothing going to happen to her. Nobody's going to go after her. Nobody's going to call her out. She's going to be the next mayor of Houston. You watch. <laughs> you watch. That's just how this country has gone. It's gone to the dogs, man. It's gone far to the left. All right. So 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555, Speaking of mayors from Houston, Democrat mayors from Houston, Boston, Chicago, Denver, L.A., and New York are demanding a meeting, a border meeting with President Biden. They say he's been no help on the border, and they want $5 billion because they're well, they're inundated. They're overrun with illegal aliens. Welcome to the party. Welcome to the club. Joe Biden's not going to help you because he designed that. Well, okay, he didn't design anything. He can't design anything. He has handlers who have designed all of this. They work for Barack Obama. This has always been Barack Obama's plan, and that is the replacement theory, where you bring in people from other countries to outnumber the people in this country. And it's working like a charm. So you guys can get get your panties in a wad, get all upset there, all you various mayors and stuff from all the all the blue cities. But you brought this upon yourself because you have supported Barack Hussein Obama. You've supported the left causes. You've supported left uh, members of, of Congress. And, uh, and you've supported left-wing presidents. And this is what you get when you support Democrats. And, of course, you got no gripe coming. You, 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 you left-wing blue mayors from Houston and Denver and all, you got no gripe coming. You really don't, which means you, you got no room to complain. You have done this by your vote and by your support of certain candidates. You have opened the border, and you have claimed, by the way, all these various cities have claimed we're a sanctuary city. We want you to come here. You get into our country, we want you to come to this sanctuary city. And they really obviously did not mean their sanctuary cityness, did they? Because now it's like, oh, it's really happening. Get out. Everybody out. Out, 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 out. All you brown people. We don't want you here. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, it, I, I, <laughs> I laugh at thee that you want now to have meetings with the president or whoever he, he is. He's an empty shell of a man at this point. But you want to have meetings with him to get the border crisis stopped because it ain't going to work. You did it. You created the problem. This is a, an example of them being in lockstep and just doing their orders. And then after they receive the results of their orders, they're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I didn't know it would be like uh-huh, this. Uh-huh. That's exactly what this is, uh-huh. is. They were like, no, okay, we say sanctuary. Uh-huh. Okay, we'll say it. Yeah. yeah. But they didn't mean it. <laughs> because and then when it happens, oh, they're no, like, hey, hey, no. well, oh, get out. Leave me alone. Where would all these people come from? That's it. Exactly right, Jimmy. Another caravan is headed this way. I've been telling you about it for over a week. Uh, it started at 5,000 people. It's up to 7,000 now to continue to grow. That's your money. You're paying for that caravan to be brought here. This is pretty interesting uh, part of this, though. You might find interesting. I don't know. Maybe you won't. Chinese guides are giving online advice on how to get into the country once they are here. It's a wartime invasion. Listen to these numbers. I know it's early in the morning, but listen to these numbers. 24,000 young Chinese, mostly men, have crossed into the U.S. from Mexico in the past 12 months. From 1900 the year before to over 24,000 in one year. 1900 to 24,000. Obviously, you know math, that's 10 times 
in one year. In the numbers of young Chinese, mostly men, coming across the border of the United States. Do you see a problem or do you see an issue? Do you have any concern at all? Because i got to tell you, I do. When you couple that with all the people that have been coming here, primarily young men from terrorism countries, in other words, countries that support and pay for terrorism, Iran is the biggest one, okay? But we could name other countries as well. And those who have come here that are on the terrorist watch list. And this administration has opened up the border wide open and invited all of them to come into our country. And we've had GOP senators just return to D.C. with their eyes the size of wagon wheels saying, whoa, these people are coming across and they're bringing bomb material. So they're coming across, they're bringing bomb material, they're mostly young men. Many, if not most, many are coming from foreign countries that support terrorism and pay for terrorism. Many are on the terror watch list, and many are young Chinese males unaccompanied. A tenfold increase year to year on young Chinese folks coming across the southern border. But there's nothing to see here, right? There's no problem. There's no um, th- There's no reason that we ought to take note of this. There's no reason that we ought to close the border or control the border better. There's no reason that we should be the least bit concerned by these folks who are coming in there. Is that right? Is that is that what we're supposed to believe? That everything is all right. Don't you worry about a thing. Even though Hamas has said we're going to continue to broaden this, even though we have pro-Palestinian terrorism supporters here on our property saying, hey, it's time to kill the Jews, it's time to behead the Jews, it's time to gut the Jews, and you know what they mean about that. That's not just the Jews that they want to chop the heads off of and kill and gut. It's the rest of us too. And yet, and yet, and yet, the southern border remains wide freaking open for anybody to stroll on in here. Now, again, I'll take you back to about seven minutes ago when I said the policy of Barack Hussein Obama has always been replacement. It's always been importing people from other countries in order to uh, replace and change the face of America, in order to make America poorer. In order to make America more dependent on the government, that is. And in order to get more votes for his party to keep his party in power, to bring them in here and give them the right to vote. Yet, at the same time, it's endangering us. First of all, as I've said a hundred million times for many, many years, what, 30 years? You're importing a third world country. You're turning America into a third world country because we're importing third world folks who don't have educations, who have no ability whatsoever to move ahead in life. We're not importing scientists. 
In fact, if you go to these people and you say, hey, we want you to get a science degree, well, no, now you're just being a racist. We can't expect excellence. We can't expect growth out of these folks. You're just being a racist. If you say you expect them to better themselves. No, it's not about that. It is about having a voter base here in the United States, a donor base here in the United States, and for nefarious characters around the world, and I put Barack Obama in that camp, for nefarious characters around the world, when it's time, they're going to just raise up, rise up and do what they're going to do here in this country. And it's plain, and it's a conversation. It, is, it should be the leading conversation in this country. But you can't get ABC, CNN, CBS, NBC, or any of the rest of them to talk about it. But it should be the number one conversation in this country. Sealing the border, kicking those out who have come in so far, particularly the ones that I just named and enumerated for you from these terrorist countries and from China. Get them out of here. Our country is in danger. Has nothing to do with xenophobia, has nothing to do with racism, has everything to do with the protection of the United States. And nobody has the guts or the nuts to have this conversation. Nobody wants to talk about this. How about you? How do you feel about the border being open and these numbers and these types of individuals who are coming into this country? Free, access, unfettered, coming right on in. Now, I'm going to play for you before the break. Cut number two here, Jimmy. These are the folks in the Biden administration. Under oath, many of them. You're going to hear Joe Biden himself. You're going to hear Alejandro Mayorkas. You're going to hear Kamala Harris. And on down the line, the people who are making the decisions about what happens with our border here in the United States, all of them under oath at one time or the other or speaking before the American people, telling a consistent lie reading from the script. Sounds to most folks like a crisis. Well, look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. Uh, precisely that. The border is closed. Nor could I have been clearer and continue to be so, which is the border is closed. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We agree that uh, the border is secure. How Orwellian can you get? How much of a lie can you tell? Could they be any more untruthful in this administration about what's happening at our southern border? And it is the highest risk highest risk even if you ask the left-wing fbi director now the highest risk this country has faced from a terrorism threat in years since 9-11 the risk has not been this high since 9-11 i want to tell you about what president biden said yesterday because while he was speaking in minnesota uh, we had a a, a, a re reconstructionist rabbi you know what that is a rabbi who really doesn't believe in the jewish faith <laughs> <laughs> a hyper-liberal rabbi who jumped up and started screaming at him during his speech about a ceasefire. Listen to this. 
<clears throat> oh my God. All right. I want you to call for a ceasefire right now, right now. And he said, I agree. Well, not in so many words. He said, we need a pause. A pause means give time to get the pr- prisoners out, he said. It's incredibly complicated for the Muslim world, he said. I've always supported a two-state solution I have from the very beginning. He said yesterday, you're going to love this. You're gonna, this, is, this probably tops corn pop, driving 18-wheelers, rescuing Nelson Mandela from prison. This probably tops all of it. He says he convinced Bibi Netanyahu to stop the bombing, and he convinced Sisi, the president of uh, Egypt, to open the gates. None of that is true. Not a word of that is true. He should not use their nicknames. Oh, <laughs> BB and CC. He calls them BB and CC in just public. So Good just Lord. Yeah, well, you know, it's him. Uh, and, and he's got to try to take credit for everything. You know, he's part of the problem here in that he was he ignored Benjamin Netanyahu uh, all the way up until some September until it appeared as though they were going to sign a peace agreement with Saudi Arabia, and then Joe stuck his nose in there to take credit for it. He had nothing to do with it. Benjamin Netanyahu and the, the Saudi king family had worked together to try to bring about that peace accord, and when they got close to doing it, they were right about signing it, Joe stuck his nose in there, and that's when Iran went crazy. That's when Hamas did what they did. But anyway, I, I don't want to digress too far from, from all of this. A um, couple of points I want to make about this. First of all, has he has he called for a pause in Ukraine? Has he called for anything in Ukraine other than more of your money and your bullets and your missiles going to Ukraine? Has he called for a ceasefire? Has he called for peace? Of course not. If there's a ceasefire, if there's a peace in Ukraine, he doesn't get paid. <laughs> nice little money laundering operation they got going on over there, huh? So, no, he's not calling for a ceasefire or a, quote, pause. Now, when he said pause yesterday, he means ceasefire, but ceasefire would really, you know, upset the Israeli base here in the United States and worldwide, too, if he used the term ceasefire. So he's using the term pause. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. And he says he wants a pause to get people out. No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He wants a pause (coughs) because the Muslims, and particularly the radical Muslims in America, have turned their backs on him. And they are not going to vote for him. And he's freaking out about that. And I'm going to tell you more about that in the next half hour and what he announced yesterday that they are going to do because he's losing. He is bleeding off Muslim support left and right. And so he's come up with a plan to try to, you know, save that Muslim support. And I'm going to tell you more about that. But that's what this pause is all about. Now, a pause does not allow them to get people out. The bombing is going on in the north. They're getting people out in the south, nowhere near where the bombing is. has nothing to do with getting people out, but it has to do with getting more aid to Hamas from you. More of your money going to the radical terrorists so they can refuel, so they can restock their guns and their bullets, so they can go more 
toward Israel and plan to attack Israel even more. Joe Biden is playing both sides. On the one hand, publicly, I support Israel, and oh, look at what I'm doing. I'm supporting Israel. And on the other hand, behind the scenes, he's doing all he can to eradicate Israel and to help Hamas in this. No ceasefire, no pause, Mr. President. Let the Israelis kick butt and take names and remove Hamas from the planet. You, sir, Mr. President, should be going after Iran right now. So did you boys celebrate last night when the Rangers won it all? Who celebrated? Who had a good time? I know people were downtown driving up and down uh, Market Street and uh, and Commerce in Houston honking their horns like they would if it was a Spurs win. That's what we do. That's our thing. We're honkers. We <laughs> <laughs> We're, we're honky honkers. <laughs> but it is. That's what we do. I mean. You're right. No, you're right. I remember the first year we won something, 99, and everyone was like, what do we do? We've never won a championship. Well, let's just honk our horns. Let's go honk our horns. We didn't turn anything upside down. No. I we mean, didn't set anything on fire. I was hugging guys who had teardrop tattoos, and it didn't scare me because everybody was celebrating. You do know what the teardrop tattoo means, right? That's why I said it. <laughs> that means they killed somebody. That's Right, yeah. yeah, and I was hugging him. <laughs> That's great. Well, hey, and you got to do that five times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, baby. Oh, don't go to Southwest Military yeah. when we win. That that road's nuts. <laughs> I, I know it is. Now, I had a friend that lived in the uh, apartments, and I almost moved over there, the apartments that are above the Majestic. And he said, man, I had to move out because he was a morning guy in radio. Foley. Chris. Yes. And he had, yeah. yeah I know. Yeah. I was doing the morning show with him. Oh, were you really at that time? Mm-hmm. And he had to get out because it was too uh, too noisy downtown. So oh, he would complain to you too. Yeah, yeah. He would call me and like, listen to this. And he'd hear, oh, oh. <laughs> why are you calling me? Let me sleep, man. And those are, okay, the Majestic is beautiful and the apartments yes, are nice. But they they're, are. they're not very thick walls. No, they're not at all. <laughs> and the windows are old and yeah. thin. Yeah. They didn't go to Window World. <laughs> no, they didn't. <laughs> but, yeah, Foley would complain about the uh, yeah. the noise from downtown. Yeah. How about you, Don? Did you celebrate at all? I probably could have, but people around here wouldn't know what the hell was going on. So. <laughs> Did you bust out a Vuvuzela and go really ethnic, Don? <laughs> <laughs> What's a Vuvuzela? What the is horns from the World Cup that they would blow. Those, oh, you know, the, the long, long ones. ones you could get at the at right. the fair, or whatever. Oh, and they sounded like hell. See, oh, look, they're super annoying. Yes. <laughs> look at how look at how culturally culturally illiterate I am. I didn't even know what a Vuvuzela was. Did I say it right, Vuvuzela. Yeah, Vuvuzela. That's the long one, like they had announced the king. Yeah, but okay. they sound horrible. <laughs> yeah, they're, just, they're basically made of plastic. Yes. Oh, God. Oh, I've seen those. Yeah. I've seen. They are annoying. Yes. That's yes. awful. All right, so uh, let me ask you both, and Don, in particular you, because you're the music guy. Have you heard Now and Then? I've heard uh, a bit of it, not the whole thing, okay. but about uh, 30, 45 seconds of it. What do you think? I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the whole the the finished product later today. It comes out today, and uh, McCartney says, "There's John, crystal clear." And what this is, what we're talking about, is they used AI, right, to to do John? Is that what it is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they just uh, what they did was uh, they had the cassette tape that Lennon recorded back in the late '70s. Okay. He would do these demos on a just a cassette recorder. Oh, we all have, right? And with you know, he'd yeah. set it on top of his piano and just make up these songs. Yeah. And so they had a hard time separating the piano and the vocal, but through through new technology, they were able to do it, and his voice cleared up beautifully. Wow. And I heard a bit of the isolated vocal track, and it's phenomenal. Really? Yeah. 
Um, and so they thought so too. Uh, Paul McCartney and Ringo Starr, obviously the only remaining Beatles. It's the first Beatles song uh, together since I can, I don't I guess what ninety six was that the last time they had yeah ninety five when they did uh, Free as a Bird and Real right. Love yeah. So that's right, real love, yeah. Uh, so now this is the one that's out. Uh, it'll be out later on today. I, I don't know what time it's coming out, but a lot of Beatles fans have been waiting for this, and uh, it blew those two guys away. I haven't heard it yet, so I don't know what it's going to sound like. No, it's beautiful. They they did a nice job on it. So, Very nice. Put Don, strings, got a string section going on. Really? Wonderful. Uh, are they releasing some video, too, with this? Or? Yeah, the video. Peter Jackson did a video okay, for it. Okay, okay. And that'll be out tomorrow or saturday i don't remember i'll have to double check on that but i know the song will be released at some point this morning nine ten o'clock in through there so uh-huh. looking yeah, forward to it it kind of folds into that whole discussion about ai and using ai and uh how these uh record companies are going to use ai um and recreate people you know elvis elvis will have a new song out eventually you know what i'm saying people have right. been, uh, janice joplin they're gonna um you know the the, the the all these people that have been dead for quite some time they're gonna resurrect jimmy hendrix will have a new song out. all these guys but it'll all be ai based and so i guess they just they're leading with john lennon in this uh but people that are in the record business that i know in the music business say this is the, the get ready because you're going to hear voices you haven't heard in a long right. time and that's probably yeah. because all the voices today's voices suck so you know that's probably a lot of it you yeah know, i was listening to the like i said i heard the isolated vocal track and and you forget how how well john lennon could sing oh yeah man. Uh, just a wonderful voice so i'm really looking forward to this one yeah his politics were nutty but the boy could sing he really yeah, definitely. Could and play guitar too. He did a yeah. good job. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's five forty-one now at KTSA. San Antonio City Council was talking yesterday about CPS Energy and all the added money and the windfall and what to do with it. Remember, I was talking about that yesterday morning, and I kept saying that you know you got like a twenty million dollar over taxation. It's actually a whole lot more than that. So, what we found out that CPS Energy gives the city of San Antonio 14% of its gross revenues. That's payment in lieu of taxes. Okay. It is probably the largest funding mechanism that the city of San Antonio has outside of you. But that, of course, includes you as well. They expect to get $421 million. $421 and $21 million from CPS in fiscal 2024 alone. Now, they started to talk about this back in the spring, and what are we going to do when we get all this money because we're going to be filthy rich? What are we going to do? So they had a conversation about it yesterday, I guess because we were talking about it here on my show, And as you well know, they had another conversation last night about going up on your rates. Does CPS need to go up on their rates if they're making so much money that in one year alone they're going to give the city of San Antonio $421 million dollars? That's only 14% of their gross revenue. That's not all of their profits. And as I have said many times, these public utilities are not supposed to be profit centers, but cities, municipalities, especially 
this commie city of San Antonio has turned it into a taxation front. It's nothing more or less than that. Sure, it provides power when it wants to, when it has it, when, when everything's operating normally. But, you know, it's going to get cold here soon, so we'll see. But sure, it provides power, but, but... It also overtaxes you by at least $421 million because they have an additional $421 million to give the city. So what are we going to do, says the city council? How do we handle all this money? What do we do with all this money? <clears throat> Did they have one conversation, one, about lowering rates? No. Did they have one conversation, one, about giving that money back to the ratepayers? No. A lot of people in San Antonio, because this mayor and this city council has made San Antonio a poorer town, are struggling to pay their bills like never before, like never before in the history of this city. And this city council and this mayor are using CPS to extract so much more money in taxes. Those are taxes out of the people of San Antonio. Wake up, San Antonio. Wake up to what they're doing to you. Now, I've been saying San Antonio is a lost cause because conservatives have moved out of San Antonio. They won't have anything to do with living in this city anymore because the blue mayor and blue city council of San Antonio are destroying this city left and right, and the crime is one indication. But here's another one. Democrat mayors, Democrat city council members, Democrat legislatures at the state level, and Democrats who run Washington, D.C., they love taxes. Why? Because the more they tax you, either through out-and-out taxation like property taxes and sales taxes, the more they tax you, then they have another revenue stream, which is these utilities that charge you more, charge you more, and charge, and they got you over a barrel because you've got to have lights, and you've got to have heating this time of year, and you've got to have cooling during the summer. They got you over the barrel, and they know it. So they exploit you on that, and they raise their rate. Oh, we got infrastructure we need to buy. Wink, wink, nod, nod. And they continue to go up on rates and continue to go up on rates and continue to go up on rates. And they got you over a barrel. They know that. They know that you can't do anything about it because when you get home, you got to turn the lights on and cook a meal. They know that. And so they take advantage of it, and they tax you more. Are you comfortable with CPS having so much money out of your pocket that they're able to give the city of San Antonio $421 million in tax money. Now, they, they don't call it tax money. It's 14% it's of gross revenues in lieu of taxes. Bull corn, that's taxation. And it really is taxation without representation because can you, can you vote with who's on the CPS board? Can you do that? Can you fire the head of CPS? Can you make one, one, one change at CPS? No. So it's taxation without representation. That's what you're getting right now. But we're providing a service. Oh, I get it. You're providing a service. Thank you very much for the, for the lights. Thank you for the electricity. I appreciate that very much. I'm paying you for that. But we're obviously paying way too much. If even 
I mean, check this out. The left-wing socialists on the city council, okay, even they are having their conscience pricked by this. Even they are going, wow, this, uh, that's a lot of money. We probably need to, like, well, we need to do something. <laughs> and it tells you everything that you need to know that they haven't even had a serious discussion about cutting rates, obviously they can do that, or giving that money back to the ratepayer. Oh, no, we got to find another way to do this. we got to be about 10% higher than the original. Let's move it over here, and let's, let's give it over there, and blah, blah, blah. They are taking advantage of you folks, and they're taking advantage of the poorest of poor as well. That needs to stop. Now, I don't have any confidence that in San Antonio it's going to. <laughs> San Antonio at this point has become a lost cause. It has been it has been given over to the left-wing socialists. But anyway, that's what you need to know. $421 million in fiscal 2024 alone. Seems to me like you're overcharged. About four hundred and twenty-one million dollars. Um, okay, I'm I'm curious what you think about the new speaker, Mike Johnson. What do you think about him? Uh, so far, he's been in for a week, right? And there are a couple of things that are really well. There's a lot of things that are very significant. In fact, I was talking with an NFL friend of mine yesterday, a guy who played in several Super Bowls, and we were having a conversation about uh, about Mike yesterday. And uh, this guy that I was talking to that used to play in the NFL is uh, is a very very strong Christian, and he's extremely happy with uh, with what we've seen with Mike Johnson so far. First thing he did was a resolution to support Israel. Then they started to work on the package that Joe Biden had been requesting, and that is 106 billion dollars, with the vast majority of it, the overarching amount of it, going to Ukraine. It was a purely political move on behalf of the president because he had lost all the support for Ukraine because we have now uncovered all the stuff that's been going on, the, the various uh, lying, the various stealing, the thievery that's been going on, what I call a money laundering operation. All of those things have been going on in Ukraine. And people in this country ha who, who initially said, yeah, let's support Ukraine, are now going, no. They're stealing all of our money from us. They're stealing our bullets. They're stealing our guns. They're stealing our missiles because they will not do any accountability. None at all. They refuse accountability over there. And so in order to try to force the hands of the Republicans, he tied the aid for Israel to Ukraine. That's what Joe Biden did. And Mike Johnson separated them and said, we're not going to do it that way. He said, they're going to have to stand on their own merit. Now, that was the entire point of changing the speaker. I know that people were freaked out for 22 days without a speaker. But look, we lived through it. And your life didn't change one little bit by not having a speaker. Not at all. It did not change. My life didn't change one little bit by not having a speaker. But what it did do was put somebody in there that has the guts to stand up and say, we're going to restore some fiscal accountability and fiscal sanity back to the House of Representatives. Instead of just signing off and printing money every time Joe Biden wants money printed, every time Democrats demand, every time the globalists say, you have to fund this, America, instead of just saying, okay, we'll do it, 
you finally got a speaker that is saying, no, if you're going to do these things, you got to pay for them. You got to pay for them. It is also very cool that he starts every day in the Capitol prayer room, and now others are starting to join him. That's kind of cool. No, that's very cool. The prayer room opened in 1955, by the way. It's right there by the rotunda. It features stained glass windows of George Washington praying, which George Washington did every day. It features inscriptions of Psalm 16.1 and Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. You know what's interesting about Mike Johnson? He isn't rich. And the Democrat media is flipped out. They want to know why. Because typically what happens when you get to D.C., man, you get rich overnight. <laughs> and he's not. In fact, he pretty much lives paycheck to paycheck. Whatever he makes, he gives away after taking care of his family and or puts into his retirement account. So he doesn't have any money stashed away anywhere. He doesn't have any big stocks stashed away anywhere. He's just a regular kind of you and me, starts his day with prayer, and goes in and does what's right for the American people. Man, it's about time. Man, I'm getting a, a lot of text messages that have been flying in here. So I'll go over those and take your calls. 210-599-5555 as we roll forward this morning. Hamas says they are going to repeat October 7 terror attack until Israel is annihilated. Sacrificing their martyrs because they have been victims of the occupation. You know, a lot of people think when they hear occupation that Israel is in Gaza and Israel has been living in Gaza. That is a lie that has been told in the college campuses around here to whip up anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic, and pro-Israel or pro-Hamas hate toward Israelis and Jews. The colleges in this country have been infected and infested with those who hate Israel and hate the Jewish people. And for decades now, they have been teaching this trope, uh, th this horrible thing that, oh, the Jews have moved into Gaza and all the settlements in Gaza. Well, let me tell you something. That's not true. When they talk about the victims of the occupation, that, that the Palestinians are the victims of the occupation, what they're referring to is all the land that Israel is on. What they're referring to is the existence of Israel. And in their mind, Israel shouldn't exist at all. That's why they scream from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That's all of Israel. They say that's their land. It is not. <laughs> We can go back to antiquity, and that land belongs to the Jewish people. And even more than what you see there. If you go by the biblical uh, boundaries that were drawn, you'd be talking about Turkey and Syria. You'd be talking about Lebanon. You'd be talking about uh, Jordan. You'd be talking about a certain amount of Iran and so on that belongs to the Jewish people. But, but. They have a tiny little sliver of land, and that's too much. There's no such thing as the Palestinian land. The name Jews came from Judea, which was what that land was called in biblical times, Judea. But the Romans, when they were in power and control, to spite the Jews, they called it Palestine. 
There is no Palestinian people. What you're talking about here is a faction that was created by the Arab nations around Israel to put them, to embed them inside of Israel in order to bring about the destruction of Israel. And that's exactly what this is all about. And that's why their leader, Hamas leader, can say, we are prepared to repeat October 7th, the Alaska flood, time and time again until Israel is annihilated. We must teach Israel a lesson, and we will do this again and again, he said yesterday. The Al-Aqsa flood is just the first time, and there will be a second, a third, or fourth, because we have the determination, the resolve, and the capabilities to fight. We will have to pay a price, yes, but we are ready to pay it. We are called a nation of martyrs, and we are proud to sacrifice martyrs. The existence of Israel is illogical. The existence of Israel is what causes all the pain, blood, and tears. It's Israel, not us. Nobody should blame us for the things we do. Boy, that sounds like a, the way a lot of people in this country think. Don't blame me when I run over a, a, a retired police captain or retired police chief in Las Vegas. Don't blame me. And then he went on to say October 7th, October 10th, October 1 millionth. We'll do everything, everything we do. Is justified. Now, one of the issues with this is the violence is spreading to the United States. It's spreading to Germany. Segments of the Jewish population in Berlin are now being forced to consider a question that all of us thought was vanquished. We wouldn't have to ever consider again, but yes, Jewish people in Germany are looking at leaving Germany once again, according to Der Spiegel. Testimonies from a host of Jews in the nation's capital, Berlin, are worried about their futures and those of their families as a rising tide of anti-Semitism is seen once more to cast a shadow across the city. Hitler lives in Germany. Hitler lives in France. Stars of David spray-painted on homes and on Paris, uh, in Paris, in what political leaders called a chilling evocation of the 1930s. Once again, as they did in the 1930s, the Nazis are painting the Star of David on the homes of the Jews. In Australia, the Nazis are chanting, gas the Jews, right in front of the Sydney Opera House. Immigrant Muslims also chanted, Alua Akbar, and blank the Jews. As a line of peace, our police just stood there watching, celebrating celebrating Hamas's massacre of the Jews. In the United Kingdom, members of the Jewish community in London have been forced to up the security at synagogues and schools and other community buildings because the radical Muslims in the U.K. are now attacking synagogues. In Russia, we all saw what happened last weekend when they stormed the airport trying to get to the plane carrying Jews. In South Africa, Johannesburg, uh, pro-Palestinian uh, protesters marching in a uh, Jewish community talking about killing Jews. And you know what's happening here in the United States. Our own FBI director warning about it. Alejandro Mayorkas has somebody on staff who's a pro-Palestinian uh, putting up memes about killing Jews. Also over at the State Department, a guy by the name of Fritz Berggren, employee of the U.S. State Department, He's got a blog called Blood and Faith, been around for a while. He's got a podcast in which he talks about the Jews being the enemy. Called the Jews Devil's Children. 
He works at the State Department of the United States under Joseph Robinette Biden. No friend of the Jews. In Maryland right now, Montgomery County Public Schools, several other schools have been defaced with anti-Semitic graffiti. Blank the Jews, kill the Jews being painted on schools in the United States. In San Francisco, police are investigating a shop vandalized with pro-Palestinian graffiti as a hate crime. It's an ice cream shop. Uh, Pro-Palestinian, pro-kill-the-Jews folks showed up, broke the glass to the ice cream shop. Why? Because the man who owns it is Jewish. 1930s are alive and well here. So how is Joe Biden, the president of the United States, in name only, how, how is he responding to this? Has he called for an end to all of this? Has he said it's time to get this over with? Well, let's go to when he was on the airplane on Air Force One, Emily Simon, cut number four, Jimmy, speaking on behalf of the president, talked about Islamophobia. We know that people are hurting. We know that, um, especially in Muslim and Arab American communities, um, and that's why we continue to be very vocal about the fact that we are heartbroken by each and every loss of life. We know that communities are feeling the pain of what's going on overseas in a deeply personal way. And so we're going to continue to speak to these different communities, underscore the work we're doing to get aid into Gaza um, and the conditions we're trying to set up to support a humanitarian Okay, cause. now go ahead and play that other cut, Jimmy. I want to hear that one, too, about the uh, Islamophobia here in the country. Listen to this. The president continues to underscore that we will not be silent. There is no place for hate in America, not against Muslim Americans, uh, Arab Americans, Palestinian Americans, not against anyone. Uh, as many of you, you hear know, what she said? No, you, did you hear what she didn't say? There's no room for hate in America against Muslim Americans, against Palestinian Americans. So what the Biden administration announced yesterday, what they're going to do in the wake of all these attacks, these anti-Semitic attacks, in the wake of all this let's kill the Jews movement that's going on in college campuses across the country, in the wake of businesses here and elsewhere around the world, but here in the United States that are Jewish-owned, being attacked, having rats released inside of restaurants, breaking glass, all these things that these pro-Hitler Nazis are doing in the United States of America in a repeat of the 1930s from Germany. The Biden administration announced yesterday that they have a national strategy to fight Islamophobia. The Biden administration announced Wednesday it would establish a national strategy to counter Islamophobia. Far too long. Muslims in America and those perceived to be Muslim, such as Arabs and Sikhs, have endured a disproportionate number of of hate-fueled attacks and other discriminatory incidents, said the White House. So, the answer is Islamophobia. That's the problem we have in this country, is that Muslims are being attacked. Just another proof, once again, that Barack Hussein Obama, a radical Muslim himself, is running this country. Joe Biden is president name only. Oh, by the way, this also coincides with a new poll that came out from John Zogby showing that Arab-American support for Joe Biden and his fellow Democrats is gone. Gone. 
Just 17% of Arab Americans expressed support for Biden. That is a huge drop from 59%. From 59% to 17%. So, of course, he's going to kiss their fannies and come up with, oh, we got to protect the Muslims in America when it's the Jews that are being attacked. And with all the stuff going on in the colleges, uh, for anyone listening under the age of uh, 30, Kent State... Yeah. That was a protest against war. Yes. But we had a Republican president right. sent in National Guard, shut down that protest, and unfortunately people lost their lives because National right. Guard didn't show restraint. But the correlation of the allowance of the protest on college campuses with Joe Biden and a Democratic regime right. and what happened at Kent State in 1970 right. and a Republican gov- uh, president, mm-hmm. I, I'm not shocked, but... I think people need to remember this has been on college campuses before, many times. It usually starts there because people get more of their liberal ideas when they go sure. to college. Sure. The difference here is that they are calling for the extermination of another group of people, which is the difference between the late 60s and Kent State in 1970. Nobody was calling for the extermination of anybody. Here, these people who have gone to these colleges and had their heads stuffed with anti-Jewish, anti-Semitic propaganda in these colleges, now they're calling for the death of these people. And the response from this administration, it's Islamophobia, and we got to protect the Muslims in America. 210-599-5555. Do you agree with the administration that all these attacks on Jewish-owned businesses and all these calls to kill Jews, well, that's that we got to protect the Muslims now. Well, conservative group has unleashed a big ad campaign targeting Joe Biden's menthol cigarette ban. Now, the president is going to ban menthol cigarettes because they're bad for black people. That's what he says. $1.9 billion costs to state governments, total $4.7 billion overall because they're going to lose the taxes off of menthol cigarettes, more businesses, more opportunities for, of course, black market products, because people are just going to get them. They're going to get them in the black market. It's always been that way. So all this is doing is is sparking up a huge black market, underground market, where, of course, victimless crimes are going to be prosecuted, right? Because you're going to have basically peaceful people, who have been forced into a black market to buy their cigarettes, their menthol cigarettes, off the black market. And uh, it's a victimless crime, yet it gives uh, it gives all kinds of law enforcement reasons to arrest more of these people. Why can't people make their own decisions? Why? I, I mean, Joe Biden's from the pro-abortion crowd, right? And he always says, my body, my choice, uh, women ought to have the right to choose. Well, well, doesn't that extend to if they want to smoke cigarette? Shouldn't people have the right to choose whether or not they're going to smoke cigarette? I mean, if you really believe in this whole idea of personal choice, then how can you, how, how do you? Settle that in your own mind that we have to control what people are consuming. So we got to stop this. I'm not, hey, listen, don't smoke. I'm not for cigarette smoking, okay? I don't smoke. My parents did. Both of them died from lung problems, okay? So I'm not for smoking. 
but I am for personal choice. And if you want to make that decision, then you make that decision. What this is about is more Joe Biden and this administration. Remember, he's not the guy. He's president in name only. What this is about is central planners deciding what products you will be able to buy. Not what the market will bear, not what people will purchase that are on the open market, but what you can buy, what's going to be offered to you. Central planning in Washington, D.C. is deciding that. We just went through a whole summer of them taking certain stoves off the market, certain water heaters off the market, certain ovens off the market, all these things, they dishwashers, toilets, air conditioners. We went through a whole summer. Now they have been going after vehicles, and they just about ruined the car business in America, and now they're going to have to go give a bailout. Once again, they're going to have to bail out the automobile manufacturers before they die. Just like they did in 2008, they're going to have to bail those guys out again. But it was something they created with this electric vehicle nonsense that they have been putting us through. And now all these companies are struggling because of the electric vehicle stuff that they have been doing. And on and on it goes, ceiling fans and so on. But this thing about menthol cigarettes, and again, I have no dog in this hunt because I don't smoke, never have, not going to take it up. It's not my thing. However, this is supposed to be land of the free, home of the brave, isn't it? Or, or did I miss that? Have, have, we, have we already gotten rid of that uh, idea here in this country? Like, like nobody's going to stand up for freedom anymore and personal choice and personal decisions and, you know, personal responsibility? No, no, no. Don't mistake this at all about him suddenly caring about black people who want to get menthol cigarettes off the market because it's killing black people. That has nothing to do with that. It's central planners in Washington, D.C., continuing their central planning. Central planners are going to do what central planners do. And what is, let me just ask you this, what is the political system under which central planners operate? They call it communism. That's what they call it. When central planners in Moscow or <clears throat> Washington, D.C., decide the fate of the economy and what's offered in the economy, that's called communism. Oh, they don't have to call it that, but that's what it is. And that's what this administration under Barack Hussein Obama is bringing to the United States. I want to take some of your calls at 210-599-5555. So we'll start with William. Good morning, William. Good morning, Trey. Uh, I've got a question for you. The hypocrisy of this whole thing about cigarettes um when um uh, uh they 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 have they have machines where you can get free crack pipes in open air markets <laughs> um the, the hypocrisy of this whole thing yeah. is just cracking me up yeah. and, and and go with it brother yeah. i love you uh, they're shooting themselves in the foot yeah well it's hey. it, yes sir and uh, I, I want I want to ask you uh, a request. Sure. I, I want to hear Dad say these boots are killing me. I need to take them off. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, that, that was his closeout, and I miss it so much. Well, if I, I, you could do that, if you could do that, 
I mean, really and truly. <laughs> okay, thank you, William. I don't know. I, I don't even know if I have a copy of that. I may, I may try it myself eventually, but thank you, William. I, I do appreciate your call very much. Yeah, the hypocrisy, and and, uh, and and this guy by the name of David Russ has been leaving me obnoxious voicemails, and, and he's calling me a hypocrite for saying, look, uh, I'm for personal choice when it comes to cigarettes. I don't, I don't approve of smoking, but it's not for me to tell you you can't smoke. It's none of my business whether you smoke or don't. That's up to you. That's personal choice. Well, then why can't people go get abortions? Well, because there's two people involved in that, and one of those persons does not have a say-so in the matter. <laughs> so if you want to kill that baby, that's not up to you. You don't get to kill a baby. You, you, you ask the baby first whether the baby wants to be killed. How's that sound? So let's let's th- let's introduce, let's stay consistent with our personal choice. And I bet you, if you ask the baby, baby'd say no, huh? Anyway, uh, no, I th- their hypocrisy. Look, William is just everywhere. It's glaring. The fact that they're handing out crack pipes, the fact that they support, you know, what they support in the streets of America uh, when it comes to drugs. I, wh- what was what did they say yesterday about fentanyl? Now, now check it out. They want to get rid of menthol cigarettes. Because menthol cigarettes kill them black people. Boy, we got to get rid of them. But what did they say to schools yesterday? Education Secretary Cardona sent out a note yesterday to all the schools, get your Narcan. Learn how to use Narcan. Because, oh, my God, fentanyl is the number one killer of people between the ages of 18 and 48. Who knew? Well, we knew. And how did it get here? And how has it been such a big problem? And why are kids now... Dying from fentanyl more so than anything else because Joe Biden opened the border. That's why. And he refuses to this day to close the border. And fentanyl coming from his lords, his overlords in China, is going to Mexico where the cartels are cooking it up and sending it across the border and killing our kids. And the answer is not let's shut the border. Let's don't go tell China and Mexico and the cartels knock it off or we're going to kill you. Not, we're, we're not going to do that. What we're going to do is tell the schools here, listen, you need to get some Narcan and make sure you have Narcan because the kids are taking fentanyl and they're dying. Who are these people? Who are these people that they won't tell the cartels, I'm going to bomb every single plant in Mexico if you don't knock it off, and, and who refuse to close our border? Earlier this morning, I started with the whole concept that we have here with our border and what's what's going on with the border. As Democrat mayors from Houston and Boston and Chicago, Denver and L.A. and New York are demanding a border meeting with Biden, and they're demanding $5 billion from Joe Biden to deal with the problem at the border. He's not going to deal with the problem at the border. He created this administration, created the problem at the border. Line two there, Jiminy. Jimmy, Jiminy. <laughs> they created the problem. Why? Because Barack Obama is running this administration, running this country through Joe Biden, and replacement theory was always Barack's thing. Always import a third world country, make America poor, get a bunch of people who are dependent on the government, and give them the right to vote, and they will vote for those who give them everything. That's what's happening at this border, and that's why they refuse to close it. They still have to bring in more and more and more to replace those who are here. And they have to collapse our system here, make us all poor, except for them, of course, so that they have a bunch of dependents in this country like Cuba, 
like Venezuela, so they can control you by your vote and they can rig elections like they just did in Venezuela again. You've got another caravan headed this way. It's grown to over 7,000 people, and Chinese guides are giving online advice on how to get in the country once they're here. It's a wartime invasion. 24,000-plus young Chinese, mostly men, have crossed into the U.S. from Mexico in the past 12 months. The number went from 1,900 to over 24,000 in one year. That's a 10 time increase from the year before that's what's happening at the border Ileana, you're on ktsa with trey go right ahead hey trey thank you for taking my call i was going to talk about the fentanyl and i'm going to let the dark twisted side of me come out today by saying those people that do those drugs are never going to vote republican ever why not just release them onto the street and let them you know Darwin award themselves out of existence. Well, that's what they're doing. <laughs> they already they already are. Uh, the problem the problem with it, Ileana, is that it's being made in Mexico and being uh, from Chinese stuff, and it's being brought into this country. And because this president, this administration, refuses to close the border, our children are dying from fentanyl. And the answer is, well, get yourself some Narcan. Not anything about closing the border. Nothing about China, nothing about cartels. We're not going to take it on and fix the problem. What we're going to do is just, y'all get some Narcan, okay? Well, the other thing, Liliana, is some of these kids don't know they're taking fentanyl because they're lacing it in other drugs that are normally fine for people to take. Hey, look, uh, remember uh, Eric Bowling, who was the, the guy that was on The Five for the longest time. He's on Newsmax now. His son was one of the first cases of fentanyl poisoning. He was in college in Colorado and bought a Xanax. And the Xanax was laced with fentanyl. Killed him instantly. John, you're on KTSA with Trey. Good morning, sir. Good morning. This, uh, yesterday I was listening to the radio uh, at 9 o'clock hour. I'm not sure who was on. But he's talking about Fauci and how he had a lab in Colorado uh-huh. doing some stuff there. Mm-hmm. And, and they were creating the, I mean, probably working on the, uh, what is it, the vaccine for mm-hmm. Corona. Mm-hmm. So when they unleashed that, the pharmaceuticals made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Who makes the fentanyl? Uh, China. China. Exactly. China China sends the ingredients to the Mexican cartels who cook it up and send it across the border. That was probably me that you heard. I don't know. Did Sean talk about it, too? Did he bring it up on his show? No, not really. Yeah, that was probably me that you heard talking about how Anthony Fauci in 2018 was running a lab uh, up in Montana where they had imported the coronavirus, much like COVID, the coronavirus here, and they were infecting bats in Montana. That was me who brought that up yesterday. I appreciate your phone call. I I can't believe, I I don't know, did it seem like this this year went very fast for you? This thing, this year, go ahead, Jimmy, talk to me, and and Don, you too. This thing flew by this year. I I don't know, you know, a lot of people don't feel that way, I guess, but it just seems like every year they're getting faster and faster. We just had a new year, and it's time to. It's almost time to do it again, man. I, th- I thought it was supposed to slow down the older we got. But <laughs> no, it's total opposite. No, it is the opposite. It speeds up. Yeah. Uh, I guess it's part of just being older and more stuff going on in your life, and then all of a sudden you wake up and remember when you're younger, there's nothing going on in your life. And yeah. all of a sudden, I don't know. But, but yeah, it, Sean said yesterday, I was just in July, yeah. and I feel the same. Well, and maybe the weather, because we went from that hot 
to Yay. immediate cold and we, we no didn't transition. have a fall, right? No, and, and, and I guess now we're going to go back to a little bit more of a springtime feel because it's going to warm up. It'll be 85 next week. Well, Texas, it's going to be 80, That's right. That's that, that's what we're doing. It's going to be 85 next week. I don't know. I just when I start here about rapping with Jack, and now we're playing commercials. That's you know have your have a Brighton holiday and all those kind of things. I'm like, oh man, is it here already? Where well, do year go? Time to start looking in the catalogs for gifts for the loved ones. Uh huh. Yep. I don't know what I'm going to be looking for this year. I have no idea. But it is time. You're right. It's time to start ordering. Yeah, i got to start thinking about that. I'm like, oh, damn it. All right, what is Bobby Knight remembered for? Choking. Choking. (laughs) Choking, throwing a chair. That's it. That's the one. Just the throw in the chair. Have you you heard the story behind the chair throwing? Because Zarko Pospai, remember him from the Spurs? You bet. He was playing for Indiana at that time. Mm Mm-hmm. Coach Knight always took his jacket off and put it on the chair. That's right. Okay. He didn't have a jacket that day. And Zarko Pospai and Dan, I, I, I can't remember Dan's name, but they both were like, oh, wait a minute. Where's his coat? Where's his coat? And they swear if he'd have had his sports jacket that day, he wouldn't have thrown the chair. But he didn't have huh. it. He was just wearing a sweater. So he grabbed the chair and chunked it. Hit the poor students sitting on the oh, yeah, baseline. Man. Yeah, yeah. Well, his temperature and his temper cost him his job at Texas Tech. There's no doubt about and that. And Indiana. Indiana. Well, it, yeah, and Indiana too. Yeah, both and of both. them. Um, he, for those who haven't heard yet, he died yesterday at 83. But with all the championships and the Final Fours and everything that he went through, I, I have the numbers here. I got his bio in front of me. 1984 Olympic gold medal basketball That's team. That's what I was going to say was the Olympics. Yeah, right? I mean, his – his resume, you, you don't top it. I mean, he was just far and away the man of his time, particularly at Indiana. <clears throat> but also, you know, Texas fans grew to love him too, man, when he was coaching basketball up at Texas Tech. Because Texas Tech basketball came out of obscurity under Bobby Knight. It, it got national attention. People started to focus on it more, whereas usually people really don't pay that much attention. Did Stanley Bonowitz play for him at Texas God, Tech? I don't know, man. I You're think so. These, I have no idea. I don't know. But he also gave uh, rise to my favorite basketball coach, Coach K, yeah. at Duke. And yeah. He played for him at West. I mean, the guy was the coach at West Point. Oh man, yeah, back in 1965, he started back in he started in West Point in 1965. That's how long his career was. His career went from 65 all the way to 2015. So he, you know, he quit coaching in twenty uh, in two thousand, I think it was, or two thousand one, or let's see, two two thousand ten maybe. But he he became an analyst on ESPN until twenty fifteen. And some of the best, Don, you'll agree with this. His quotes at press conferences. <laughs> oh man, it was wonderful. <laughs> he would look at he was pop before pop. He had no tolerance for dumb yes, reporters. Exactly. He had no tolerance for them. But the thing I think that more people remember him for because it got played over and over again, like the ski guy on ABC's Wild World of Sports falling on the ski slopes that time, and they played that over and over again, was Bobby Knight throwing a chair. And that's what yeah. everybody remembers him for, right? Even, even those who don't follow college basketball, didn't care about him, they knew the chair-throwing incident. You know, for some of us, that was the first time we ever heard of him. Right. <laughs> right. That's the point. Is that yeah. He was in obscurity for a lot of people because, you know, not everybody follows college basketball. And right. so, but he threw the chair, and it was on national news. And then the next thing you know, he's being interviewed on 60 Minutes and everything else. <laughs> well, Larry King and everything yeah. else, yeah. I played uh, ball with a gentleman named Walt in the 90s, like yeah. 96. Chamberlain, you mean, right? <laughs> I wish. Yeah. No. Yeah. He was a point guard, and he lasted one semester with 
Bob Knight at Indiana right. and came back to Texas. Like, I couldn't play under him. Yeah. I, I wasn't used to being coached like that. Right. Well, first of all, that's not coaching. That's intimidation. Coaching is yeah. where you, you know, in, you instruct and you help these guys understand what you need out of them. But, I mean, his success is undeniable, right? You look at the success he had, and it's undeniable. I don't, I don't even see on here why what, what killed him, I guess, his old age. I, don't, I guess he's 83, so I don't know. Who knows? Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe coronary artery. You know, he might have had some <laughs> plaque buildup, you know. He was, a little, he was a little on edge most of the yeah. time. <laughs> he fell off a chair. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be horrible. That would be awful. A chair fell on him, right? Yeah, yeah it would be. A actually. chair fell on him. Somebody threw a chair and hit him. I don't know. Whatever happened. Uh, anyway. Then we have to play Alanis Morissette because it's ironic. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's exactly right. Well, we're going to talk about the Rangers because Sean's here. So we'll get into the Rangers and their world champion win that they have never won before and now they are we're going to talk about the border being wide open and what to expect in the coming days down at the border and what to expect in the coming weeks down at the border the story that don's covering from sheila jackson lee i think i was the first one in texas to play that sound and now she's addressing that sound again it's about the 10th time she's addressed it since it came out but she's not apologizing, I'll just tell you that much. And then, of course, more anti-Semitic hate in the United States to the point where Joe has responded. And we'll tell you about that, too, coming up with Warren Rima on KTSA.